if I need to be a bad guy, people know I can be a bad guy if I need to be. But right now, like, I don't think I need to be. Right now, I think I can still go out there and tell somebody to shut up and smack them in their face and still have the universe behind me, you know what I mean? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of Character. I'm Ryan Satin, and this week, we've got someone who I have been a fan of for years now, and I'm very excited to get them on the show this week to pick their brain a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Out of Character, the future of flight, the one and only new SmackDown superstar, Ricochet. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. I appreciate it. What's up, guys? No problem. Thank you. This is uh, great. I've, I've, been, I've seen a lot of these so far, so it's cool to actually be on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool for you to say, because I've, I've put a lot of work into these shows, and I, I like that people have been enjoying the clips yeah, on great. social media. And I've been wanting you on here for a minute. I was hoping that a move to SmackDown would happen to facilitate that, and that's exactly what happened. So it was good timing. You got it going. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to start this off asking you what I ask everyone else at the beginning of the show, and that's how much of your real true self is there in the character that you play on TV? Well, that's an interesting question. Um, that's an interesting question. And to be honest with you, I mean, I, I've always had this urge. I've always had these feelings. I've always had this sense of thrill, sense of adrenaline, danger, whatever you might want to call it. I've always had that since I was younger. I've always had these feelings inside of me, you know what I mean? And I think, I think Ricochet is just a, a name for it, you know what I mean? I think Ricochet is, you know, Ricochet is in like in a, an embodiment of adrenaline. He's an embodiment of exciting, of excitement, of high action. You know what I mean? It's he is all of that. And I think I've just had all these feelings for ever since I can remember. And I think just the word ricochet basically just is uh, a name for all those feelings and those emotions. You know what I mean? Ricochet is not just a a character ricochet is literally an energy you don't just it's not a character for people to see it's it's something for people to feel i mean you see it you don't believe it's happening but it's actually happening but it's like a feeling you know i mean that's what i feel like ricochet is and i've just had that since i can remember you know so it's like what i'm saying so you're a you're a thrill seeking kind of guy. Like, have you gone bungee jumping and skydiving and those kinds of things? I actually, yeah, I've, I've been skydiving. I've done it all. You know what I mean? I and I I I feel like I've always been that way. Whether it's motorcycles, airplanes, jet skis, I've always loved it. Four wheelers. You know, I grow especially growing up in the, the country where I grew up in Kentucky. We had so many four wheelers and stuff, things like that. I don't know. I've just always enjoyed it. I feel like. I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> I feel like I've always <laughs> been terrified of every single one of those things. Like I would really? never in a million years I see, ride a I motorcycle. Totally get it. I totally get it. No, it's uh I don't know what it is. It's like you feel free. I don't know. You know what I mean? When you jump off the cage and do something to the outside, it's like, I don't know. It's like they say adrenaline's a hell of a drug. At what age did you realize you could start like that you could do flips the way you do? Because the 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 type of movement you can do with your body is insane. So I'm just wondering like when you discovered that. Oh man, it, it was 
I remember being pretty early, like like five or six. I remember doing little things. Every time we had like a family get together, I would be out in the front yard, like doing things. We had a trampoline when I was really young, started out. Actually, I took it back. We didn't actually have a trampoline. Me and my brother snuck over to our neighbor's yard and had a trampoline. (laughs) So you had a trampoline. trampoline When they weren't, yeah, when they weren't (laughs) home. But then after that, I mean, I grew up, I had probably like seven trampolines my whole life because we'd always get like the aftermarket ones that someone already used from the yard sale or something. And then we get like seven to 12 people on one trampoline and that's, you're not supposed to do that. No. They would all break. (laughs) I remember being but a kid a when there was age. like the uh, there was like the when when those older trampolines would get like a little hole in it and one of your the friends rip. would always go through it at some point. Right through. I was that one friend. Yeah. <laughs> when they went straight. So yeah, at a young age I was on trampolines and doing things like that. Like I can remember I would started out I started out literally like not going straight back, but I would start because I'm self-taught, I taught myself everything. I would just go sideways. I'd go as sideways as possible, and then slowly it would get straighter, and then it would get straighter, and then like I just taught, and then I started going straight back. It was I don't know. It's just since a young age, I just started doing it. I fell in love with it. Just I never look back. I think being a tall guy is why I never was able to do flips. I would always like I try. I would try so hard, and it you would know, just. They say tall people can. Or it's like better for their body, like aerodynamically. Like they say it's better. I don't know. I I find that hard to believe because my long ass legs, I cannot get over my <laughs> head, dude. I cannot. I've tried since I was a child, and you I cannot. Try, it just ends up on top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's always it's, right. it's a backflop at all times. Uh, so I just got to do the Jeff Hardy oh, Swanton bomb. That's all I can do. You see the one he just hit on Austin Theory? He crushed it. You know what's funny is Jeff Hardy of old, it was like this graceful thing where like, you know, he looked like a swan. Now, when he does it, it's still like obviously cool to look at, but it looks so much more painful now because he just lands back first on your stomach. Every time he goes up, it's like a sold at the monitor. All the guys are looking at the monitor because they know Jeff's about to crush somebody. It's great. (laughs) Well, in talking about wrestling, you know, um, obviously, you know, you – are you know one of the best wrestlers in the world in my opinion but when it but i think that there's like this narrative that people like to say about you where they feel like oh ricochet isn't good at promos but like i have watched so many of your promos that you post on social media and stuff and i i never see that i see like someone who has filled with charisma who i enjoy watching and i think is compelling on screen so do you would you say that you feel comfortable at this stage in your career in promos and backstage segments yeah, I, I think totally, especially nowadays. I'm obviously beforehand. I always said like Ricochet beforehand, especially before getting to the WWE, I traveled the world as like a like an attraction mat. I was always the attraction. You know what I mean? So I I never had any long running stories at any specific company other than like Japan when I was over there, but no one really can watch that stuff. Obviously I can't really speak Japanese, so I didn't get the chance to talk a lot. So, but, so, so coming up in my, in, in my world, in my experience, like I never got to like be any long storylines with somebody and 
hash everything out. You know, it's like I was always an attraction here, then I'd fly over here to be an attraction, I'd fly across seas, and it'd be, you know what I mean? So I was always just that guy. Um so obviously the 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 talking the promos, it was it was a, a, a slow burn, but now you know I, I I think I fully found my pocket. I think I found who I am. I know how I speak. I know what I want to say now. So I mean, to everybody, everybody got their opinions, but everybody don't know kind of everything that goes into it. So basically, I feel like nowadays I kind of like you said, like I, like I said before, I found my pocket, and I think I, I just know my voice now. So I'm just more comfortable with things like that. Well, when whenever anyone tries to be like, oh, you know, his his that's the thing, the promos. I always point them in the direction of one that you did that I thought was so badass. Where it, you only posted on social media, but it was a, uh, it was from back in May for the stuff with you and Ali that you guys were doing, and you came you came out of a dope car and you were like walking down yeah. an alley and it was dark and yeah. I was like, man, that's the ricochet one take really. Well, one we had to do it again because someone came walking through. <laughs> So we're like, ah, start over. So we had to like start over again. But yeah. To me, man, I show that to people and I'm like, that's what I want to see on TV right now. Like I love pro the, the produced kind of like vignettes and promos like that. Like you and Ali are great at it. Like Ali did that one the other day where it was uh, the United States of Ali or something like that that I also thought yeah. was really, really cool. I want to see more like that. Yeah, no, and I, I think because it was funny because that had started because we had a match on main event and we were like, hey, let's try to just make something out of this. You know what I mean? So we like, I said, I'll go home and I'll make something just to call him out because I, people weren't doing that. And I just felt like I needed a outlet, an, an outlet. I needed something to show like what I want to say, like something to build up the match too and not just have another Ali Ricochet match because we've had matches so, so many times before. And that's when I kind of thought of the idea. It's like, okay, over and over, we just destined to do this forever. And so I started that one, then he made one, and then I made another one. And we just kind of kept feeding back and forth. And it was a, it was a really cool process to go through, just being able to create something and be able to like, kind of like write our own story because that was all us. So I just decided, you know, kind of take my own path and kind of go with it. I also think it's a better kind of use also of show everybody how I see Ricochet as well too, how I could see him like. He can still be like a superhero type character, but he's a little more daredevil. You know what I mean? A little more Punisher kind of super. You know what I mean? That's kind of what I was thinking with it. That's 100% the vibe that I got from it, too. That's the you mission accomplished because it was like, oh, yeah. this is the ricochet that I see on TV, kind of, but more. Like they always say, you know, turn it up to 11 yeah. or whatever. And that was what I saw in you. I was like, oh, that's the guy. That That's, well, that's, that's also right another reason. That's another reason why I started wearing jeans for a while because I felt like jeans was adding a little bit of grit to the gracefulness that is ricochet. You know what I mean? The jeans and the black and everything, jacket kind of attitude was adding some real, some grit, you know, some backbone to a character that, you know, I felt needed a little push. You know what I mean? That's, that's all last thinking in the process. I'm so glad you brought that up though, because I, I, fully have that written on my list of things to bring up to you because I was very much wondering why you started wearing jeans in the ring. Cause I feel like you have some of the coolest gear in all of WWE. So when you were wearing jeans, I was like, huh, was that like a, a management thing? Or was that, you know, a ricochet no, it was thing? kind of just a statement, kind of a statement for a second. You know what I mean? 
kind to 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 just show a different side, show a different avenue. That's ricochet a different feeling, a different I don't know emotion coming from him. You know what I mean? More of a, a I don't know take away the the gear, take away the everything, be basic, but then still show that I can be spectacular. Well, it's it's funny to say that because I was wondering. I mean, does does turning heel interest you at all? Because I feel like that's the ultimate way to strip down all of Ricochet that we that we currently know and to get like a, a different, a, a slightly different, more uh, with more attitude version uh, of Ricochet. Well, I mean, the thing about Ricochet is one of the key things that kind of drive him is the WWE universe, especially at the moment, you know what I mean? Like, especially with guys like Sheamus out there, guys like Ricochet wants to go out there and show, like, I don't care how big and bad you think you are, like, it don't matter. Look at Drew, I'm gonna come out there, I'm gonna look you in your face, I'm gonna smack you in the mouth, I don't care, you know what I mean? So, it's like, I think at this moment, especially because you got so many guys out there, Drew, uh, not Drew, but you have Roman, you got Sheamus, you got all these guys out there who are, you know, heels essentially, but it's like, I want to shut all them up. All those guys out there talking all this talk, I'm about to shut them up. That's my right now. Well, I mean, that makes sense. I've seen you wrestling for a long time, like I said at the beginning. You know, I, I've i been watching you I since... Remember. Since PW, you know, back in the PWG days, uh, I was there for both yeah. of your Battle of Los Angeles wins, uh, and you know, two time. Yep, and the first was I remember the first was on my birthday, and I was a few pitches deep, but I was definitely yeah. very excited for you. But I've seen you wrestle big guys too. Like I've seen you wrestle big and small guys, and it's it is cool to watch you shutting up the big guys and showing that that you can stand up to them just like anyone else. Yeah, and definitely that's the thing. I mean, obviously, like on paper. It's like Ricochet in a Drew McIntyre. It's like, oh, yeah, on paper, this guy should be this guy. But, like, the thing is, like, Ricochet has a particular set of skills that allow him to do impossible things, allow him to do things that are extraordinary. You know what I mean? So that's the thing about Ricochet. It's like, it's like sure, yeah, it's like he doesn't have the size on him. But to compensate for his size, he has – this set of skills that nobody else on in, in the industry can have you know what i mean he has this very specific set that's very rare to have you know what i mean so i think that compensates for any type of size any type of power any type of thing like that i think what i have is just as special in its own right you know what i mean yep and and that's actually why i know you say you'd Want, you like being a, a face, but what you just said right there is why I feel like if you given the if given the opportunity, you would be a good heel because it's as nice of a guy as you are. I feel like there's a piece of you who does want to tell everybody, remind everybody that you know that you're one of the best wrestlers on the face of this planet. Ah, uh, definitely, and oh, I mean, definitely. I gotta I gotta have people put some respect on Ricochet name for real because, like you said, I've been doing this for a long time and I have. And like you said, back at PWG, we were, you, you were there, like, being the bad guy was kind of my bread and butter there for years. You know what I mean? That's where I kind of got my popularity at. So it's, 
if I need to be a bad guy, people know I can be a bad guy if I need to be. But right now, like, I don't think I need to be. Right now, I think I can still go out there and tell somebody to shut up and smack them in their face and still have the universe behind me. You know what I mean? I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin did it for years. <laughs> so, I mean, but... um. <laughs> So, uh, but like you said, if I, if I need to, if I need to be the bad guy, we all know that I can, I can be the bad guy for sure. Yeah. One, one of my favorite memories of PWG wasn't even, it was during a match, but it wasn't, it wasn't something you did to one of the other wrestlers. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen a wrestler do at a wrestling show. I was, you, you got tossed to the outside of the ring. I remember, and you were selling on the outside and I remember you fell on top of someone's feet who was in the front row and you were laying on their feet as like while you were selling, but secretly you were tying, you untied their shoelaces and tied them together while laying on the ground and then got back yeah. in the ring and the person didn't notice it until the match was over and they went to get up more beer and were like, hey, what the heck? Both of my shoelaces are tied together. They, I tr actually, I tried to do that as often as possible. <laughs> especially on live events, house shows, whatever. If I'm like throwing out there, I try to do it. Usually when I start to do it, people notice and they like move their foot out the way or something. I'm like, ah, dang. But sometimes if they don't notice, I'm gonna keep going and try to get the other one. Try to tie them together. One <laughs> of the know. funniest things I ever saw. I, I feel like it, it reminds me, I feel like Ricochet is kind of like a like a Peter Parker, a a Darede uh, Daredevil, a, uh, a Deadpool. Like he knows that He's he's gonna he's gonna get beat up a lot. He's gonna take a look, you know what I mean? Like especially going out there against these guys, against the Bobby, against the Drew, against the Sheamus, against Bear. All these guys that are obviously bigger. So I know, but it's like I'm gonna still be talking trash the whole time. I'm like, you suck. He's gonna be throwing me. I'm like, you suck. Well, you know what I mean? Like I'm gonna be talking trash the whole time because I know I know I got what it takes to beat you. I'm gonna try to throw you off. I'm gonna try to do anything that I can do. Well, are you hoping that the move to SmackDown will help you get some new momentum going? Oh yeah, for sure. I think I said in the interview before. I think the I think we on. I've been on Raw since I started here. You know what I mean. So I think I've had a couple show, uh, show appearances on SmackDown here and there. Especially when me and Alistair were teaming together, we came up. We were kind of doing all three. Um, but I think we you know my home has been raw for the past couple of years. So now I think the move to SmackDown is a fresh start. There's a whole bunch of, it's a new roster of people that I haven't really got to interact with. I think there's a couple guys over here other than Drew that I would like to smack in the face. There's a couple guys that I would like to give a recoil to, Shinsuke Nakamura being one of them. When's but, the last um, time you two wrestled against each other? Was it, did you guys, how long has that been? It's been a while. I, I don't think we ever had a singles match. Damn, really? Um, we were supposed to wrestle one time in England, but I think I had to go to Japan for like a tour. Damn. So I wasn't able to do that. Um, yeah, that's, that's, we wrestled that's like a, some that's tag match matches. That has to happen on SmackDown. That, that has to happen on SmackDown then. Oh yeah, for sure. He's one guy that I'm, 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 I'm hoping to get in the ring with. I know me and Cesaro there, we've had a lot of, of singles, but like, I think me and Cesaro could do damage in the tag world too, I think. That's something that I think he and I. There's so much. There's so much special stuff we could do together. I mean, I could I could keep going, but I mean, I think it's a. It's a fresh start for Ricochet. I think there's it's just a new landscape for him, new playground to say. Yeah, I think we're about to have some fun for sure. I also feel like 
SmackDown is a bit more of the um, the sports vibe of you know for for of the yeah, two yeah, shows, definitely. And, and I think that you fit that more since you know your athleticism is so impressive. Yeah, no, definitely. That was something also that I I, I thought about uh, when the move happened. I was like, oh, that's that's something that I can get behind because yeah, I think I don't know what it is, but obviously, uh, yes, yeah, SmackDown has a lot more of the athleticism, a lot more of, of, of that aspect on it, which is something that, you know, me, I can be behind any time, you know, so that's great for sure. Yeah. When I was, when I was prepping for this and I was writing things down, I was writing PWG and, and, you know, your second bolo win. And then I realized like, man, it's crazy that the second bolo win was just like right before you signed with WWE. Yeah. I, it's so funny. I had, I did that. Then I wrestled Chuck Taylor one then i think I, I wrestled walter i wrestled a couple guys but then i i think my start date was like january 16th that yep. day yep and then january 12th was when me and chuck taylor had our real warfare match yep and i did like this i, I did this i tried to hit him with a 630 and he moved and i just landed this thumbtacks and i was like and so that was like Four days before my like that was my last match before I, I yeah I went to uh, NXT. That match was dope. I remember being there for it. That was wild. <laughs> and I remember being like everyone being like, "Well, he's is he gonna lose? Like I think he's going to WWE." But like it still wasn't. Sh- I remember like everyone wasn't hundred percent positive if you were going yet. That's what we were. That's that's and that's what we were trying to. I think that that last like couple of months. I think we were telling some really good stories because people thought I was some people thought actually some people knew I was going they just knew it but then some people didn't know because they didn't know if I was going to or not stay so it was a really cool time and we got to really like when I won Bola they're like oh he's gonna obviously he's not gonna win he just want to win and the things that go on but then when I won they were like oh no does he stand it was cool and then we just got, it was a really cool moment, a chance for us to just create something special. And it was, uh, it was a good little send off for sure. Yeah. You got me every time because I remember thinking like I was, I was already working in news then. So it was like, wow, oh, he's, he's going, he signed. And then it was like, wait, he won. No, it wasn't expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's actually funny. Oh, you man, know, when good. I was prepping for this, it's funny to look back on your pre WWE career and remember how you had like everybody talking in the entire industry before you even signed with WWE over over that debate over whether you flipped or dived too much in, in that match with Will Ospreay. And it's funny now, I was like, I look, I was looking back on it just thinking like, God, that feels like forever ago at this point. Yeah, it feels so long ago. Um, that was a funny time, man. That was a good time. Uh, especially after coming from that match. I mean, everyone had their opinions on that match. And so, um, it was just cool to really also it was cool to see like how many people were invested on what was going on and like for me it was just a crazy time because I kind of knew but I didn't really know what I wanted to do so it was a crazy time for me too and uh, I think a lot of it stemmed from that match with Osprey honestly I think I got a lot of notoriety and I think like I don't know that was getting shared obviously in other aspects outside of wrestling alone and so I think that helped out a lot, too, to be honest with you. If I had to say, I think that actually helped me out in many ways, that match. Oh, that was the launch point for sure. I mean, wrestling fans had already heard you by that point. But, like, 
that yeah. definitely like that, that took you from like the hardcore fan base to the casual fan base, you know? <laughs> and I think that, that, that I still exposed get you to tagged more in videos. I still get tagged like some website will share this and be like, oh, they're, they're doing the anime fight or something. And then like they'll share that and it'll just have so many people like tagging me in itself. So it's still kind of cool to see it's still making it circulation, that little clip. Did you ever talk to Randy Orton about it once you guys were on the same show since he was the one that chimed in with that whole dive thing? Oh, man, I, I talk to Randy all the time. Like, I talk to Randy all the time. That dude is the coolest dude. Like, Randy is, he's one of the guys that has helped me out so much since being here on the main roster and just in WWE general. He's really, him, Edge, a couple of guys have really, really done everything that they can do to like help me out as much as possible. AJ Styles, like I could keep going, but um, Randy specifically has been someone who's just—he's just cool. Like we we talked about that too, and he's like, you know, I didn't mean nothing. I'm like, yeah, no, but then we just get talking, and he's literally—he's one of the coolest dudes out there, bro. Like Randy, that dude, bro. I hear that in pretty much almost every interview I do uh, with a male talent Randy. that's like in the locker with with him saying that he's the coolest and the most helpful guy. He really is. And like, as if you have a question, if you have like, if you have just anything, you can like, he's always like a phone call or a text away or if he's there in person, he'll, he'll be happy to talk to you. Like he really helped me out when I had questions or I was confused or something, you know, how crazy this world gets. And so he really has helped me out. And so I get Randy, he that, he that guy. <laughs> Plus, he just uh, got like most pay per view appearances recently, right? Or most match? Wasn't it most yeah, matches in general? And most matches, like televised match or something. He's something like, like low key, like the go for sure. Like Randy, Randy's making his way to be. He's in the arguments for go for sure. Oh, one hundred percent, no question. And I and it's funny because some of the hardcore fan base who maybe didn't feel that way about him you know in his younger years i feel like they're having a hard time uh accepting that in his in his later stages <laughs> of his career no it's funny and i, I think it's just because he was good at making people not like him you know what i mean same thing for like i always say i always use triple h because like back in the day i hated triple h i hated him but now that i'm older i see why i hated him i'm like oh, you're good you know what i mean so it's like it's like that, like, and then so when you really look back on it, you're like, oh no, he's he's doing it, and he's doing it how he was. He's, he he had you feeling like he wanted you to make you feel, you know what I mean? So that's what it's all about, making so, you feel something. So with NXT War Games coming up, I also want to briefly talk about the one that you participated in back in 2018 because oh, yeah. I recently saw you say on Twitter that it was one of your all-time favorite matches. One hundred percent, I still stand by that. Um, I was actually just talking to the Raiders the other day about that match and stuff. And I just remember, man, it was the whole process from start to finish, uh, creating everything about it was just, it was just perfect. I mean, we wanted to use every aspect. We wanted to use both rings. We wanted to use the center little trench. We wanted to use the weapons. We wanted the, the entrances into the cage to have a story. We wanted like a big, we wanted it all. So we were trying to figure out how to sense them, like just how to create it, you know what I mean? And so I really am so proud of that match. I'm proud of those guys. I'm proud of what we went out there and did. And it's like, I know I'm a little biased, but I think ain't nobody beating it. I'm sorry. Ain't nobody beating it. It was the best one. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I, I'm biased too because I was there. So I also have like this love for that match that took place at, at the Staples Center or the soon to be crypto.com arena and crypto.com center. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and I just remember being blown away by everything that you guys were doing in that match. I mean, when you see that structure in person, it's just it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's it's cool too. And it's when you're standing on top, you get to see like different I don't know, I guess it's what like Shane looks like when before he's gonna jump off the cage or you know, it's just it's a cool feeling to be up there, however twenty five feet or however tall it does. But it's cool to be up there and just see like a different perspective of everybody and it's just now we're about to jump off of it. <laughs> <laughs> I have that written down here. What was it like looking over the Staples Center crowd like that? Because I couldn't imagine being elevated in the middle like that and just being able to see every facet of the entire arena. No, yeah, that's that's it's just it's just it's a cool experience. It's it's again, it's electric, it's adrenaline rush, it's it's all of it. It's something you just can't duplicate unless you're just doing it. And being up there, man, it was it's so cool and it's it's we're trying to tell the story and we're trying to like have these these character moments and stuff and it's just it's a it's a cool feeling when you get to the moment you have been building towards and you have the reaction that you've been looking for and everything is just working out you know what i mean and uh like when you're up there your adrenaline's going you know you've done you, I don't know, you just, it's crazy to even, you can't even explain it because it's just a feeling that you just can't explain. You just, everything's firing off. And again, me, I'm a thrill seeker, so I love it. So I just like, here we go, let's try it. Hopefully, hopefully it works. <laughs> that's literally what I'm thinking. Hopefully this works. That's yeah, really I, what I think about most of Well, that's all you can say to yourself when you're about to do a double moonsault from the top of the war games cage, just like, well, this hopefully this works out. Hopefully my legs flip over my head. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully I don't slip or something. So um, that match, yeah, that uh, just everything about it is will for sure always be one of my favorite matches that I've, I've ever had. It was great. So um, I, you replied to me on, on Twitter the other day when I was talking to Zelina Vega about Naruto. Yeah. Do you watch? So you watch those shows too? Oh, yeah. I, uh, I actually now been watching a show called One Piece, which they're on like a thousand plus episodes still going. I'm only on like episode 120, so I still got a while to go. But I had, I've obviously, I've watched all of like Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, Dragon Ball Super. I've watched all that. Uh, but at the same time, I've seen Naruto and Naruto Shibuden, which is, if that's something you're trying to get into, I say it's so good. They tell so much good stories. And if you just like, really like sit and follow the story and get into it it's a great storytelling they have for sure yeah i well even I though you posted boruto i haven't seen yeah, any boruto i know I, the thing you posted with boruto but i have looked at that gif like 20 times side by side with a picture of naruto still cannot figure out what the difference between the two is they look exactly the same well, they have he, the blonde the hair the they got the posted. headband the gif you posted it's boruto who changes the, the the gif like changes into Naruto. Oh, but the beginning guy, the beginning one is his son Boruto, who changed it like 
I think it just shows him putting on this thing like his dad, yes. Naruto. It didn't change. Like that's what oh, I think. Oh, that explains it all. Because <laughs> nobody explained that to me. No, I was so confused. I literally like on my computer had side by sides. I'm like, he's wearing the same clothes. He's got the same hair color. Like, what are they talking about? Why is everybody calling oh. me out? I even did that before I tweeted it. I was like, let me just make sure I know anime people are real serious. <laughs> like, nope, nope, everything matches. All right, cool, let's drop this. Instantly hit with like six replies of like, that's Baruto, Ryan. That's not Naruto. And I was like, God, I don't know. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, that was funny. Well, yes, now, if you don't know, now you know. That is, uh, which also I've heard was is great. Boruto, I've heard, is a good series itself. I've never seen it yet because I started One Piece. but I liked because, yeah. you know, I told her I'd watch five episodes. I told Zelina I'd watch five episodes. I've only watched three so far. Um, I, I watched them last night to give my full attention. Um, and actually, okay, I went into it thinking I'm going to hate this. This is not me. This is not, I don't really like it. I don't like animation in general, usually. Like, it's got to be gotcha, really, gotcha. really good for, like, an animated thing to get to me. And I was like, I'm not going to like this. And honestly, within like 10, 15 minutes, I was interested. Like it, it turned me very quickly. It had a very, I liked the adult themes. It was very, yeah. it was, yeah. uh, it was much more intense than I expected. And the story and just was know, cool. It gets better. It gets better. Like it doesn't like, even I, I skipped some of the, it's called canon and non-canon, which is like yep. story or just random episodes. But I skipped some of the non-canon, but like, near the end of it, the last little bit of it, it just gets so good and you don't want to miss anything. So it's like every episode ends and you're like, maybe I'll just watch one more because I need to see what else is going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, and it just keeps going and it keeps, it's so good. It's I, so good. I like things that are, because my ADD, I like things that are very like, things that you're not expecting so i'm like whoa, whoa wasn't expecting that and then it kind of gets my attention when naruto kept doing that sexy jutsu thing i it, it killed me i was like i was not expecting this and the fact that all these people's like nose starts you know their nose starts it's bleeding, bleeding or and something like, and they're like catatonic Japanese after he does it because it's best. too much sexy i was like all right i kind of like <laughs> that naruto's you know i kind of like the naruto's special skill is that he's he can give you too much sexy What's funny is like later on, like that becomes like his secret move. Like he's fighting this guy. It's like a big old crazy serious fight. And he's like, I got a special move. And the guy's like, yeah, what? And he like does that. And then the big evil guy like does the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, I I can see why people like it. Uh, and I usually, my, my 35 years of life, I'd be like, I don't know why people like anime. But now that I watched those three episodes, I finally get it. So shout out to Selena Vega for making me watch those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's been the highlight of your main roster run up to this point? Oh. Well. I mean, we could talk, I mean, we could talk about like winning the U.S. championship. We could talk WrestleMania. We could talk survivor series SummerSlam. i mean all those are great but it's like for me specifically the highlights for me is like doing stuff like making shameless really rethink himself because i pushed him to the absolute limit when he thought this little pipsqueak kid he's just going to beat in two seconds you know what i mean but it turns out like i can beat shameless i've i've beaten shameless i've pinned him you know what i mean things like that uh breaking basically John Morrison in half when I put him through a ladder on our false count anywhere match. You know what I mean? Things like that. Um, 
when I go out there and, and literally showing everybody that if it's Drew McIntyre or Bobby Lashley, like I can still beat them. Those are highlights for me showing. Like, cause I mean, basically, cause I feel like Ricochet is a, is a, he's just a, he's an anomaly. He's, he's, he's done things that people can't do. And now he's just trying to show people that we have your titles and you have your accolades and I've just been the victim of circumstance so far. I haven't, you know, had the opportunity to have the titles and have the championships. But every time that I am out there, I have made people remember me. Every time that I'm out there, I have done something that people are going to remember and they're going to talk about. They're going to gift, they're going to vlog, what they're going to talk about. You know, every single time that I walk out there, something is, they're going to talk about something. There's never not one time they walk out there, people are like, Oh, a ricochet, ricochet's out here. They're like, oh crap, ricochet's out here. What's about to happen? You know what I mean? Yep. So those are highlights for me. You know what I mean? Because I'm I I plan on touching every single title in the company. You know what I mean? I plan on touching all of them. So those are still to come, but the highlights for me are are the ones that not everybody else can do. Not everybody else can get the highlight uh of for me, the feeling of springboarding over the entire, I don't know, 16 foot outside space and crossbody and John Morrison to the outside. You know, that's a highlight for me because ain't nobody else gonna do that. Nobody else is gonna get, we might have another WWE championship in the future. We might have another universal champion in the future. We might have tag team champions in the future, but ain't nobody gonna do a double backflip off the cage. Ain't nobody gonna, uh, I don't know, do double spring shooting star press to the outside. That was a highlights for me. Eh? You know what I mean? Not many people just walk up to Drew McIntyre and say, hey, what's up? Wham! Smack him right in his mouth. <laughs> you know, not many people do that. You know what I mean? So those those are highlights for me. Because like I said, I played on touching every title. So those highlights are going to come for sure. Well, you know, you talked about your United States title run. Uh, do you look at that as a positive or, or a negative part of your career since it was so short? Oh, it's definitely a positive. I mean, I was able to, to to grasp the United States Championship within my first year at the company. Not many people get to do that. And I was still uh, a rookie to the WWE system and how and how it goes. So, like, I made some mistakes. AJ Styles came in there. And AJ Styles is literally every bit of the word phenomenal. So, like, and he's he, he's, he had guys to help him. But either way, it's like, now the, the ricochet of now is a much different ricochet than that kid, quote unquote, even though he was 30 years old. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the ricochet now is a, is, is a little more seasoned within the WWE. So he he understands what it takes now. So um, no, I don't see it as a, a bad thing. It's a highlight for sure. It shows everybody what I am capable of. Did I did I hold it for the longest? No, I didn't. But it shows you that everybody got to be worried when I step into the ring. Everybody got to be worried. It don't matter if you, my homeboy, Dezawa. It doesn't matter if you, Bobby Lashley. It don't matter if you, Roman Reigns himself. Like, you better be worried a little bit. What about the Brock Lesnar match? Do you do, do you view that as a positive or a negative part of your career? It's a positive because I did something to, to get under Brock's, Brock Lesnar's skin. I mean, he, he, he wanna, and that's another highlight for me. He's kicking Brock Lesnar in the nuts because I'm the one that caused that, that caused Drew to get eliminated, caused all this other stuff. I was the catalyst for that. Again, like Brock Lesnar is another guy. Like I know, like on paper, it's like, well, one is bigger than the other one. 
but I have a particular set of skills that if Brock Lesnar was, if I was out there right now, the picture you guys are showing, I, if he was standing in my face, I'd smack him in the mouth too. I I feel like I feel like kicking Brock Lesnar in the balls seems terrifying. It was a, it was actually very terrifying. <laughs> I'm sitting in the corner and I'm like, ooh, a lot of things could go wrong. Let's say that. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, also, I wanted to ask you. Um, there's that famous photo uh, of you and Triple H taken back in the day. Where was that photo taken? Like, what was what was going on that day? Why we always see that shirt, that photo getting shared, <laughs> but we don't know the whole story behind it. Like, where were you? What was going on? So here's the story for real. Here's the story. It's it's kind of funny. So my my friends at the time, they knew somebody who worked at the local like Paducah paper, and Raw or something was coming to Nashville, which is like maybe two hours away from where we live. So like Raw coming. And they did some article where they interviewed my friend and his friend about like wrestling and what are they like? And they were like, so they're like, we love Triple H. Triple H is what made us love wrestling. But, and there's a guy named Terry Sims who was like one of Triple H's like right hand guys. You know, he still is to this day, I believe. And so Terry Sims lived like in Paducah. Okay. And so he saw this article. And so he got my friend and the other guy who did the interview, like two tickets a piece to go to the Raw in Nashville. That's sick. And they asked me if I would, and we would got to go, we got to go meet Triple H, and we got to meet Stephanie and all the stuff. And this was like 2007, maybe. Damn. Yeah, it was like 2007. And so they, of course, like they asked me to go and I'm like, yeah, sure. And, oh, man. <laughs> so, 2007, you're at Ricochet. Everyone's telling me to do it. So, I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe it's a good idea. I'm bringing some DVDs. <laughs> I'm bringing, <laughs> I brought, like, some DVDs in a bag of, like, some of my matches. <laughs> how deep in were you at this point? And how, how long have you been wrestling? I started in 2003, so okay. I got four okay. years in, but none of them are good. None of them are good. I don't know why I'm doing this. And people are like, you should do it. Yeah, you should do it. I'm like, well, okay, whatever. Of course, like we get there, I see the guy. I'm like, oh, here's some, if he wants to watch him. And I give the guy, and he's like, oh, yeah, sure. Well, I'm sure they probably never once in their life. They probably did open him and look at him and watch him and laugh at people or something because it was bad. But then either way, we get there and we, we go to the back and before the show starts, we go in like the the garage area where his like bus and stuff is. And um, we got to meet him and just take some pictures. And I got one with Steph too. And then we got to sit like second row of the of the show, which was cool. Like on our campsite, we were like second row. And after Triple H's match, he like was like leaving, but then he saw us and then like he came back and like came over and like gave us five and stuff. And we we're like, yeah, we're cooler than everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. great it was cool though that's great but I yeah think... that was like 2007 and we, i just my friends did an article in the paper and it's just it was crazy that we got that picture because of it. i think that uh you know it's it's funny when you when you 
see how fast time technology uh, changes or whatever yeah. that like now you would never walk up to someone with a DVD and hand to them and hope for the best in your career. You bag like, a DVD. <laughs> Not even one. It was just a bag of DVDs of all your bag matches. Of <laughs> and it wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't like I had a DVD of individual matches, man. I oh, you were just on the individual on DVDs. The <laughs> with, <laughs> like, I'm the fifth I'm match on this DVD. I'm the third match on this DVD. <laughs> each episode here with something I call the finishing move where I talk to my guest about their finishing moves for you. You've got two of them. You got the recoil. You've got the 630. So first, who's your first, who's your favorite person to hit the recoil on and why? Um, really anybody. That means I'm about to win, but, um, man, like who's, who sells it the best? Who sells it the know, best? Like, if if I could hit anybody so far, I've hit I've hit some good ones on my homeboy Tazawa. I'm sorry, bro, but I had to put you down. He's 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 I can hit him with a pretty I don't know his body structure, but he just it's devastating. I hit um anytime I could again, it's all my boys. I hit Cedric Alexander. Sorry, bro, but I gotta put you down too. Hit him with a good one. You know what I mean? Um but really, I guess. The best ones are coming up soon. The best ones are coming up soon, I guess. <laughs> Did you come up with the name of that move or was it someone else? Uh, yeah, I actually, I I think I came up with the name for that one. Or I probably honestly was like asking people and I had a, a list or something, but I think the recoil sounds and it like makes sense. Yeah. Um, but then someone helped me with, uh, I do like a, like a throw up kick, which is called kickback. Which is a pretty cool one. I, my, someone named Tom Phillips something with that one. But uh, yeah, recoil. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you have to, you have to figure that one AJ out. Styles, the next time you're on the show. AJ Styles is always a good one to hit it on. He's oh, coming yeah. from a springboard or he's coming from somewhere. I'm going to hit it. He's a good one to hit it on. He's going to make any move look good. Him and Dolph Ziggler, I feel like, are, t- are two ones that you can rely on for, for that. At any time. Yeah. At any time, for sure. Uh, and lastly, what's the most memorable time you hit the 6:30, and why? Um, I mean, anytime you hit something that leads to gold is one. So when I I, I beat Samoa Joe for the United States Championship, that one for sure. That one has got to be up there. I hit one on Sheamus. Good. I'm glad I hit a crush team at WrestleMania. Uh, so anything at WrestleMania is always going to be worth it you know what i mean anything at wrestlemania because it's just greatest stage you know what i mean so maybe one of those probably because of circumstances but honorable mention we were in osaka japan one time uh i was i should say and i was up on the top rope and i'm looking down and i'm like i'm about to hit jushin thunder liger with 630 it was just a cool experience so that one, that was just a cool one for me because he's the guy who like created the shooting star press. So he's a guy who like just I've, I've looked up to it. I'm just standing up there. I'm like, I'm about to hit this man. He's like, he was probably like 50 at the time. That's still cool. You can't tell. He's got the mask on. You can't tell how old he is. He's got the mask on. You can't tell. He looks the same age as he did but, uh, when he was in yeah. his 20s, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's all it's all you can't tell. It's a, it may be a different guy. I know it's the same guy, same guy <laughs> all those years. All right. Well, Ricochet, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. And I can't wait to see what the future holds for you on SmackDown. No, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me on. Like, like I said, I've seen I've seen these a couple of times. So it's it's cool to actually be on one. So I, I thank you for having me on. And yeah, the future's uh the future's bright for me, and I'm ex- super excited for what's to come on SmackDown for sure. Sweet. Well, I'll see you when you guys are out here in December. Yes, sir. See you in a little bit. Later, man. Have a good one. Peace. Have a good one. That was the future of Flight Ricochet. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Very cool guy. I'm a huge fan of his. All right, now let's get this other stuff out of the way. Go subscribe to Out of Character on whatever podcast platform you listen on, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, whatever. Make sure you're subscribed to this show on there. And if they let you leave a review or a rating, I read them. I tweet them sometimes. I'm very appreciative of the people who say kind things about this show. Also, make sure you subscribe to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. That's where you can find clips from Raw, SmackDown, and this show airs there every Monday. That's when it premieres every Monday at 9 a.m. on the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. Just subscribe to the channel and set a little, you know, click that little bell thing when the video goes up so that way you get reminded when this show goes live. Also, go follow WWE on Fox on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Okay, that's it. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this is Out of Character. Download the all-new Fox Sports app now.